I'm Maria Ramsey. And I'm Anna Barnard, and you are listening to Never Wear Boring Socks. Welcome back to another fabulous, fantastical, fruitful, and fun episode of your favorite sock-themed podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This week, we're giving you some updates, some joyful banter, and some reflections as our first season starts to wrap up. We have another PMA story to share with you, yet again related to traveling on airplanes. (laughs) And some college and post-college life updates for both Anna and I. And some reflections on season one. Plus some fun questions and favorites. But to start off, Anna, will you tell us what socks you're wearing? I will, of course, tell you what socks I am wearing. I am wearing a pair of socks my mother recently sent me. They are teal. And they have bananas on them. Um, I'm not really sure why I chose these. I mean, new <laughs> socks ask to be worn, you know? So yeah, definitely. That's part of it. Also, I like the colors on these socks. They're very vibrant. I like bananas. It's just all good. Yeah, those sound like great socks. Yeah. That sounds like the best package to get. I know. I know. I love My getting never socks. never sent me anything that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you well. should have started a sock podcast while you were in college. I know, I should have. Oh, well. Too late. <laughs> but not too late for you. Exactly. What socks are you wearing, Maria? I'm wearing a pair of big fluffy socks Ooh, nice. with white and blue stripes. You may wonder why I'm wearing big fluffy socks in May, since it is now May. As it's of May. It's May, which is super weird. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's warm here. It feels like May. It's like 70-something degrees mm-hmm. here, which is kind of a shock to the system. So the reason I'm wearing these weird fluffy socks is because... I wasn't wearing socks today, and I just threw on some socks for the podcast, and I figured I haven't worn these yet, and I'd never really wear them in my real life because they're so fluffy, so I figured that recording an episode of the podcast would be an excellent time to wear them. Very nice. I like it. at the beginning this is again a pma story that is related to traveling on airplanes i have not had good luck with this this year 2018 so far hopefully my luck will change (laughs) but anyway i was going to salt lake city with my mom a couple weeks ago to visit some friends and we had a layover snowmageddon happened in minnesota essentially snowmageddon yes it was a historic snowstorm it was literally april 14th i know we figured if we we're going in the middle of april we you wouldn't would be have safe. to worry about yeah snow yeah. right and 
And we knew that there was supposed to be some snow. So this was all an issue because we had a layover in Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport. And so we knew that there was supposed to be snow before, but, you know, I was like, it's, it's mid-April. It's not going to be that bad. Like, Minnesota knows how to deal with their snow. They are used to that. <laughs> but <laughs> we got to Minneapolis, and our connecting flight to Salt Lake got delayed because of weather. And then it got delayed again, and then it got canceled, and we got rebooked onto another flight, and then that flight got delayed and delayed again and canceled, and then they shut down the entire airport. Oh, did they really? Because, I didn't know that. Yeah, because, like, no one was going in or out right. because it was just too snowy, so they made an announcement while we were sitting there waiting for our delayed flight, like, no flights that. will be coming or going because of the weather. So... We're stuck in Minneapolis, which is a frustrating place to be stuck because we have a lot of people in Minneapolis that like would have been happy to host us had we been able to get to them. Like you and Martha are pretty close. Your parents are close. Yeah. Our grandparents are well, close. Well, to give some perspective on this storm, like I literally, so from my dorm room, I can see the student union, like, I don't know, it's like 50 yards away or so, less than that. And I, like, could not see it from my dorm room. I just couldn't see it. It was like it wasn't there because it was so snowy. And I could, like, hardly really walk outside because of how snowy it was. It was just, like, so windy and so snowy. And so, like, driving was essentially out of the question. Otherwise, we would have come and gotten yeah. Maria. Right, because we called your parents yeah. and your mom was like, I just drove, like, two or three miles and it was terrifying. Yeah. So they weren't going to come get us. Even though, like, we have so many people that we love in Minneapolis. So we were just stuck in the Minneapolis airport overnight because we didn't really want to venture out into the snowstorm to find a hotel either because that didn't really seem very safe. Plus, we kept hearing that all the hotels were booked anyway. So we slept in the Minneapolis airport on the floor on these weird mat things that they gave us. It was super noisy and bright, and there were a lot of people. I slept for three hours, I'm pretty sure, that night. And the reason that this is a PMA story is because <laughs> while my mom and I were lying there on the floor, it was probably like three in the morning or something, and we were not sleeping, like trying to sleep. And she looked over at me and said something like, you've been a very pleasant travel companion on this trip. And I was like, oh, thank you. I, I feel like I have, because I was like in a good mood. I was in a good mental space that whole trip. And I was just like being a good sport about the whole thing. And then it occurred to me that she never would have said that to me. Even like a year ago, I would not have been a pleasant travel companion. I don't think she's ever said that to me before. <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm an unpleasant person, but I, like, historically have not done too well under pressure in stressful situations. So the fact that she said that I was a pleasant travel companion during this obviously very not ideal situation was like, wow, I've really, like, matured a lot and made a lot of progress with my mindset and the way that I handle stress. Because the whole time I was, like, I could have been totally frustrated about any number of things. Like, the fact that 
we were stuck in the Minneapolis airport, that we couldn't get to our relatives and friends in the area, that we were supposed to be in Salt Lake already, that there, like, wasn't enough food for us to eat, really. All sorts of things that I could have been frustrated about. But for the most part, I just really... I was seeing the whole thing as an adventure. I was like, this is a very silly, ridiculous situation. And it's really funny that I'm here. It was just so absurd. Right. And that's just the lens that I looked at the whole thing through. So the rest of the story is that the next morning, the flight we got rebooked on, they couldn't send us directly to Salt Lake. They had to send us to San Francisco on the way to Salt Lake, logically. So we went all the way to the West Coast, had a three-hour layover there, and then got to Salt Lake. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, I was still in a good mood that whole time. I don't even... I'm very impressed with myself, I have to say. (laughs) I feel like I've made a lot of progress. So maybe you get the second PMA award award of the year. Yeah. First one still definitely goes to that guy on the the plane in Wichita. Anyway, that was my PMA experience. Thank you for sharing that with us. PMA, it's magical. It is. And the thing is, it wasn't like a kind of falsely optimistic PMA that I just slapped on the situation. Like, I'm just going to be positive because that will be better. It was really a result, I think, of having implemented practices and mindset shifts over the past year or two. Right, That I wasn't even doing that on purpose. That's just... It was something you had curated over time. Right, right. It's something cumulative. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so it was just a really nice way, because sometimes when you do these little things every day, like meditating and journaling and whatever, sometimes you can see the impacts as you're going along but sometimes you don't because it's so gradual so it was just really nice to have a really concrete example well and i think it's a good reminder that pma is something that's not always like it is sometimes it's good to have that superficial pma because it can turn situations around for you but i think it is like a constant attitude that we're that we're working on and i think that's a really good example of that yeah. And that it's something that we can develop. Right. Right. And actually, most of the people in the airport were very pleasant. Maybe that's just the people in Minnesota being nice. MSP is a good Utah airport. Nice. <laughs> it's a good airport. Yeah. Everyone was so friendly. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. It was nice. All right. So continuing with our little our little update episode. We're going to give some college and post-college updates. This has kind of been a theme throughout this season. I am coming to... We started this before I went up to college. We are coming to the end of my first year of college. Ah, this is like so full That's circle from so right crazy. now. so crazy. I know. I'm almost done with my freshman year. Ah! Oh, anyway. That's so weird yeah, to me. It's kind of crazy. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> it's almost summer, but it's been, it's been good. And yeah, anyway... So we're going to give some updates on that because it's been like lots of things have happened. So, yeah. Um, Update us. Yeah. Okay. So I can I can start us off a little bit. So um, 
it's been it's been a good year. I feel like I have learned a ton about myself. I feel like I've grown a lot. And each semester that I've had here, both of them have been very different. Um, the first semester was difficult in that I was adjusting a lot and I was trying to find friends and getting it into a routine and I was kind of just thrown into it. But what was good about the semester, the first semester is that because of that, you really get the opportunity to just dive in. And I think I was just very immersed in everything that was going on here that I learned to adjust pretty quickly. And I really enjoyed all the good things that were happening and kind of like went feet first into those new good things. And so that was really exciting. And so I met a lot of really wonderful people. I have a really strong um, group of friends here, which has been probably the most rewarding part of being at college thus far. And then second semester has been kind of a mixed bag. Um, I've been like dealing with some newer mental health stuff over second semester that just has kind of cropped up because of whatever reason. And I've been dealing with it, but it's made things a little more difficult. And it, it's interesting for me because it gave me this new, this kind of different perspective on things because first semester it was like, all this new stuff is getting thrown at me and I'm having to deal with it. Yet I'm having like a pretty positive attitude throughout it. I'm doing pretty well and enjoying myself. And second semester comes along and I'm like, I should be able to just settle right into second semester. Like, I know what I'm doing now. It's going to be super great. And instead, I kind of had this uh, mental health thing that I had to deal with derail me like a little bit, which was frustrating. But it was also like a really good learning curve for me. And I think I really learned how to be uncomfortable this semester, which is something I am not good at doing. I'm very resistant <laughs> to discomfort. Um, and so I got a lot better at that. And I, I got better at having a little bit of perspective when things aren't exactly where I want them to be and kind of just like remembering what's good and just maintaining through the bad. And I think that's something that is really important. I've gradually learned throughout this year that we can't be happy all the time, like, which I, I like know at a superficial level, but I always have a hard time with that. I'm the kind of person that's like, I need to be joyful all the time. And when I'm not, life is bad. And sometimes you just like can't be in a yeah. good mood and it's OK. And I'm getting better at accepting that. And I think my college experience so far has really taught me that. So I think as much as second semester was a little harder, it was a really good experience for me to have as well. So. That's kind of like my little yearly overview. I feel like I've just grown That's, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but going back to some of the advice that Maria gave me at the beginning of our season, I think it was episode three when it was very early like 30 episode. episodes ago. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so much has happened. Um, and you talked about. One, you talked about um, taking classes that maybe were just kind of random, but also taking classes that were going to guide you towards different majors. And I feel like that was a good piece of advice, and I think I've kind of balanced that out pretty well. Um, I came into college thinking I was going to be an English and a music major, and I dropped my music major and my music theory class within the first month of school. <laughs> um, it was just not working for me um but at least you found that out right right and so you tried it yeah I tried it and I think 
I think I maybe could have kept going with it a little longer if I really wanted to, but I just, it wasn't like working for me right then. And because of that, now I'm currently pursuing a religion major and I've never really been a particularly religious person, but it's just like been really fascinating to me um, in the Mm -hmm. past year or so. And now I'm like really excited to do this and explore all these new things because of it. So I think um, in that case, like, letting go of something that I wanted to do became an opportunity to do something that I hadn't gotten the opportunity to do before. So that was really great. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, Let's see. You also talked about um, kind of community, meeting upperclassmen, getting to know people from different areas um, and different activities. And I feel like I still have a little ways to go with that. this first year, I kind of realized that because I've been in the same school district so long, I've gotten really comfortable with those people, like, during high school and all of that. But when I get... I, I'm generally, like, a fairly extroverted person, but when I get thrown in with a bunch of new people, I kind of, like, coil into myself and get more introverted. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely found myself being fairly reserved with new people, and I feel like I could have taken more advantage of getting people's numbers to get coffee with them sometime and and making friendships um that I could have made earlier but I think I'm finally starting to kind of get out of my shell and do that and I'm hoping I can do more of that next year um and I wish I would have taken yeah. more advantage it's of hard. it but yeah I, I think the fact that I, like I've recognized that and that I do have a really good friend base now to build off of is good yeah 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 it's not like you have to be friends with upperclassmen that's just yeah Something that I would have done differently. Yeah, and I've and I've gotten to know a few upperclassmen, so that's good. And some of those mm-hmm. relationships are really rewarding because it does take you away a little bit from your other little bubble of friends, which is nice. Yeah. 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 So all in all, it's been a good year. But yeah, a lot has a lot has happened. It's kind of crazy. You kind of forget about it when you're just in it all the time. Yeah. So yeah. Those are well, my reflections. Well, it's nice to be able to have the podcast kind of as markers like you said like 30 episodes ago we were talking about advice for you to go to college so it's a nice like little slice of where you are yeah at the time. for sure yeah so that's cool you're such a wise 18 year old <gasps> thank I'm you i'm very impressed with thank you, you maria i feel i'm just very impressed that you've seen the whole mental health thing as like a learning experience that you have this really healthy seeming perspective on it and that you have found a really strong community and that you're just very self-aware. I, you're a really great person, Anna. Mm-hmm. I have a good cousin. Thanks, Maria. <laughs> oh my gosh. Also though, I want to speak to that really briefly because as much as I'm like, oh, mental health is a growing experience. Like also sometimes it just sucks. Like, this is true. It did suck. So I don't want to, like, diminish that. But I do think, like, what I have learned is that it gets better. Because there were a few times when I was like, this is terrible. Like, oh, my gosh, everything's terrible. Why can't it just go away? And, you know, that doesn't help. Just wanting it to go away and not doing anything doesn't help. You have to take some kind of action. And the thing is, there are so many resources at your disposal. So it's definitely gotten better throughout the semester. And it took a while. But it did get better. So, yes. But I think using it as a growth experience has been really helpful. 
to look at it is not just like a completely wasted several months of me being anxious. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that yeah. up. Yeah. So I think I think from that perspective, it's good. I mean, I was just talking to my mom yesterday and realizing that um like things that would have just thrown me like totally derailed my mood like a couple months ago. Now I just am kind of like rolling with the punches with it. So I think mm-hmm. like recognizing that has helped me like make peace with it, I guess. Yeah. 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 Yes. Well, that that seems like a very healthy perspective, too, that you're like allowing yourself to feel those negative emotions and not trying to push them away or stuff them down. Right. But then also kind of seeing the. The positive silver lining, yeah, so to speak. Exactly. And I think getting through experiences like this gives you a toolkit later on to deal with it. That's been something oh, that like has been helping me to get through this, too, because I'm like, well, yeah. if you figure this out now, it's probably not going to officially like go away ever. But, you know, like you'll be able to figure it out later if you kind of get your bearings now. So that's been helpful, too. Yeah. 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 Well, how about well, you, Maria? Yeah, me too. Well. So I've been working, my updates, most recently, I guess, have to do with my creative projects. So, one, I recently started the 100-day project, Woo-hoo. which is basically you do a Go thing follow Maria's for Instagram, days. because her drawings right, are beautiful. if you want to see all my little drawings, they're on Instagram, at Maria Catherine. Um, and there's, you can do it at any point, but there's sort of an official start date where everyone does it together, if you want to do it with the community. So I've been doing that and I'm really glad that I'm doing it. I tend to not prioritize my creative work. We've talked about this a little bit before in some of our episodes on creativity, but it, even though it is so important to my mental health, to my like feeling good as a person, it's not as like pressing. It doesn't seem as pressing. So I tend to not prioritize it as much. So this has been a really good way to make myself prioritize it more. I think part of that is the sharing on Instagram because I like announced that I'm going to be doing this for 100 days. And while I don't really think that anyone would care if I stopped except for me, it's still... It still is somewhat of a motivating factor that I did put it out there in the world that I'm going to do this. And also, I just, I think it's important to keep this agreement to myself because it is something that is important to me. And I think I'm building trust in myself by doing, doing it regularly and like keeping my agreement to myself. Right. And I have definitely skipped a bunch of days, which I was hoping at the beginning to not skip days, but I also was pretty sure that I was going to because I've also had a very busy spring and it's going to continue to be busy and there are some days where it just doesn't happen but what I've gotten out of that is kind of the resilience to continue with the project even if I lose momentum for a day or two so I could totally stop after I miss a couple days and be like "Ugh, well I guess I'm not doing 100 days might as well not worry about that anymore which like, I could totally see myself doing, but I have actually 
continued with it. And if I skip a couple of days, I'll get back to it the next day that I can find time to do it. And I could be like really strict about it and make sure I do it every single day. But that's just not what I want to get out of the project. I still want to be sleeping enough and like putting as much effort as I would like into my day job and doing all the other things that I do. That's a really good point. And I think it speaks to the fact that like everything is a balance in our lives, essentially. And sometimes things have to give, but that doesn't mean we should give up on our on our hobbies and stuff either. But I think like that's like the age old difficulty of being like a creative person, but having a different job or whatever. It's like, when Mm -hmm. do you do it? And I think it's good for you to recognize that like, I still want to dedicate time to these other things. I'm not going to like give up time on this in order to do this, but I still want to make time for this and I'm going to do it when I can. And I'm going to devote as much effort into it as I, as I can while still being healthy. Yeah. And I think it's about remembering why I'm doing it in the first place. I'm not doing it just so that I am drawing for 100 days in a row like that in itself. What's the point? I'm doing it so that I am prioritizing my art. Mm -hmm. And so that I am building my illustration portfolio and skills. And I can still do that, even if I only do 90 days instead of 100. Right. Exactly. And my intention is to like you said, still be healthy and still be putting effort into my day job and everything. Yeah. So So I've been working on that. Um, I just made some Mother's Day cards also for my Etsy shop that should be up soon. I have to go pick them up after this. And hopefully we'll get some graduation slash Father's Day cards, but we'll see because like I said, there's a lot of stuff going on this spring. Um, And one of the things that I'm doing this spring is a permaculture design course, which I'm super excited about. This is something that's totally different from really anything that I've done before. I don't even really garden that much. Um, And permaculture, it's a, a set of agricultural and social design principles, basically, that the idea is to mimic nature and when you're using it in gardening you're trying to use work with the land in a way that makes the land healthier and also yields stuff like food herbs useful things basically so that's like a little bit out of left field considering my background in music and art and poetry and whatnot but i'm very excited for that yeah for sure so I will keep you updated on how that goes. Please do. And I think that's that's kind of what's up with me right now. Very nice. Well, kind of transitioning into a few more reflections. We want to just reflect on this experience of starting this podcast and how season one has kind of impacted us. So I want to just kind of, for both of us, ask what has been the most rewarding part of doing Never Wear Boring Socks? What has been the most challenging part? What has been an unexpected benefit? And what's one word for us to sum it all up? So do you have any insights into those questions, Maria? I do. So in terms of rewarding, I think what's most rewarding for me is feeling like 
we've improved at this, first of yeah. all. I feel like our conversations more recently have been better than the ones at the beginning. I was talking to a friend recently, and he was asking what episode he should start on, and I was like, well, you could start at the beginning where we introduce ourselves, but I feel like the later ones are <laughs> But we're better, super awkward so maybe start there. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and I'm still... Like, I feel good about the ones that we did yeah. early on, but I feel like we've kind of hit our stride more in recent mm-hmm. ones. And it's, I find it really rewarding when we do episodes where the conversation just keeps going without us even really having to look at the outline and it doesn't feel super structured, but it still is a really interesting discussion. So especially our episodes on creativity and the ones related to creativity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that's something we, we have, have a lot lots of thoughts to talk on. about with that. <laughs> Yeah. So I think that's been the most rewarding. Um, in terms of challenging, well, I'm starting to run out of socks, like I mentioned <laughs> before. <laughs> that's a bit of a problem. Easily remedied, but you know. Yeah. If any of you feel so inclined, send us some send us some new socks. We'll <laughs> we'll shout you out. Yes, exactly. Um so there's that. Also it's a little difficult to make time for it to schedule because we're both really busy people so that's challenging but i'm also very impressed with the fact that we have done me this pretty too consistently. me too yeah i'm very impressed because you're a busy college student i have a whole bunch of different jobs that's pretty good yeah. good for us and then unexpected i think the most unexpected thing for me is how energized I feel whenever I'm working on the podcast, Mm -hmm. which I think is a sign that it's something that I really enjoy doing. But I'm always like jumping around the house after we record. (laughs) I'm just like jazzed about life, which is a good sign. And even after writing outlines or thinking about guests or topics, that is a little bit less energizing, but it's still something that I find somewhat energizing and still exciting yeah which i think is really cool and then if i had to sum it up in a word i would say joyful which goes along with the energetic Mm -hmm. idea Mm -hmm. because i feel like the energy is coming from the joy that i'm getting out of it yeah i like that so what about you anna what are your reflections on never wear boring socks yeah um, I think the most rewarding thing for me, or one of the most rewarding things, has been constantly making time for a creative project and doing yes, it with someone else too. and knowing that this is part of my identity now um, and being able to have conversations that are meaningful to me. I think that's been just really rewarding. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm not writing enough or I'm not crocheting enough. But then I'm like, yeah, but you are making time for this thing every week. So... That's true. I think that's been really rewarding for me. Um, challenging. My challenges are similar to yours. Um, socks? <laughs> socks. <laughs> running out of those. And um, yeah, the timing can be difficult. I think what's really challenging is when it gets to a particularly busy spot in our lives and this starts to feel like a chore. But like you said, whenever we do record it, it is just this really joyful, energized thing. But Making the time for it can be difficult when we've got other priorities going on. So 
again, I think th- I think there is a balance between making time for your creative things and and letting them go when you need to and getting your other things done. But I think it's been really nice that we have been able to make the time for it. And I think it means that it's possible to make the time for it. Um, the most unexpected thing I think has been how much I've learned about the power of conversation. Um, I think that's like what we need right now in the world is more conversations with open minds and like more nuanced conversations and considerate conversations. And I think I've learned to be a better conversationalist by um, having these discussions each week. So that's been really unexpected. When I was going into this, I was like, I'm going to learn about so many new things about creativity and productivity and wellness that I can apply to my life. And those things have been really great, but I think just like being able to talk about these things, bottom line, has been really impactful for me. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. So Definitely. that's that's been really awesome. Um, one word to sum it all up, I think, would be illuminating is the word I would pick. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Nice. All right. So... We've got some questions to ask each other. We've done this before in an update episode. It was kind of fun. So we've each prepared three questions for the other host. They don't know what the questions are. We're going to ask them. Here we go. Very excited. Maria, I'm ready. Okay, I'll I'll ask you my question first. Okay. This one's kind of (laughs) easy. It's kind of easy. But my first question is, what is a new interest you've recently developed that's kind of like different than your other interests? And I know you're talking about permaculture and stuff, but I wanted to know if there's any like little things that have kind of just like piqued your interest recently that might be calling to you a little bit. I really like this question. Definitely permaculture would be the obvious Mm -hmm, answer. mm -hmm. Hmm. I've also been into tarot cards recently. Okay. Which is something new for me that I was always a little bit like, I don't know, like weirded out by them. I was like, it's a little strange. I don't know if I'm into that. (laughs) But I recently I saw a deck that I just love the artwork and I was like, I'm going to try this. I like those cards. I just want to look at them because they're pretty. Um, And I really like it. Nice. That's very cool. That's my little thing. Are you ready for a question? I'm ready. What is your favorite breakfast currently? Oh, okay. So for most of the year, my favorite breakfast has been oatmeal from the calf. I get oatmeal and I put my little raisins and banana chips in and then I put some peanut butter on it and then <laughs> I put some cinnamon chips. on it and it's great. Yum. That sounds really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but recently I've kind of been like needing to change it up once in a while. So I've been a little more into eggs recently having some yogurt but yeah oatmeal is just like a staple for me that's what i would say it sounds really good yeah okay next question this is like kind of unapplicable to you in like a weird way but it's also very applicable (laughs) to you so okay so the question is if you were to get a tattoo what would it be of and i know like you probably are never going to get a tattoo because you won't even get your ears pierced (laughs) <laughs> but but like in theory i guess like if you were to like pick some kind of meaningful symbol or quote or whatever that you were going to like put on your body because that was it was that important to you like what do you think it would be 
in theory. I like this question. Okay. You're right. I'm probably never going to get a tattoo yeah. because do you remember when I went with you and Martha yes. when you got your ears yes. pierced and I had to leave the room? You guys were fine. <laughs> and I was like, I don't need to sit down. I need to leave. <laughs> right. I was like, do I ask this question? So, and then I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> no, but the thing is, I have an answer. Okay. I've thought about okay. this for some strange reason. I would get, I don't know exactly what it would be like, but it would be some variation on a crescent moon okay. and some stars. Okay. I think, like, upper back, kind of on the side. Okay. I like it. But, like, with some nice, not just, like, a plain moon and stars. Maybe there would be some, like, flowers in it or something interesting. Okay. Why Why would you do moon and stars? I've always been super into moons. Okay. That was my nickname with a couple friends when I was little. Okay, cool. I did not know that. Um, yeah, so it's always been kind of meaningful to me. And then... More recently, as I've gotten into the witchier tarot, (laughs) not just tarot, but I've just been more interested in like the cycles of nature and kind of how we interact with them. Uh, Yeah, I've rediscovered my love for the moon recently. Cool. Nice. I like it. Interesting question. So, Anna. Yes. What is one way that you are currently challenging yourself or trying something new, different? That's a good question. Um. Oh, man. The thing is, okay. The thing is, when you ask that question, I'm like, I know I'm challenging myself because I feel challenged, like, all the time. Because... Yeah. <laughs> life but like thinking of something specific yeah i guess like one of my challenges definitely has been i kind of talked about this earlier but like knowing what to give energy to and like knowing what to resist and knowing what to accept and i've been kind of having to like reorient some of my routines and stuff and like be more forgiving of myself um and recently i like haven't been journaling as much but also I think it's been better for me to not be journaling because I've just like been kind of inside my own head so much recently and so just like learning what things to put energy into I think if that makes sense has been a challenge yeah, for me it does. yeah it does. I guess that's what I would say I don't know if yeah I don't know if that was coherent yeah no I like that answer okay. I think that's a challenge for a lot of us yeah Okay, I have your final question. Okay. What is your Patronus? What is my Patronus? If you had to pick one. And this one. is different than the question of what is my spirit animal? Well, that's, that's a question that goes along with that question, isn't it? Because... Yeah, what do you think? Do you think those would be the same thing? Well, do you think I don't know, be because your Patronus is something that, like, protects you. Right. So is would it the same? protect right. me? <laughs> right. Uh, that's a good question. Huh. What about a peacock? Oh, I like that. They're a little more menacing I like looking that. than a flamingo. I like that. Mm-hmm. With the big tail. Mm-hmm. I guess that would be a male peacock. Very nice. Or maybe an elephant. I feel like <laughs> an elephant would be a cool Patronus. It would be a cool Patronus. That's my other favorite animal mm-hmm. 
flamingos and elephants probably nice i like it or maybe like a, a hybrid of those three okay flamingo okay. peacock elephant I, How about i'm that? sure one of those exists in the wizarding world <laughs> i'll take it then. <laughs> all right anna are you ready for your last question i'm ready if you were gonna start a business right now mm-hmm. what business would you start? oh that's such a good question I think part of me just wants to say like a bookstore, but I think I'd want to do like something more with that. You know, maybe I would start. Okay. So my mom has been talking about for several years. She, I don't know if she's ever going to do this, but all the time she's hypothetically like, I'm going to start a Tai Chi center where you can drink chai tea. At, that and so well, it'll be like a tea shop <laughs> and a Tai Chi center. So maybe I would start a chai tea, tai chi center with my mom. And then I would have like a little like section in the corner where I sell books and there's like little cozy armchairs where you can read and drink your chai tea between tai chi that breaks. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that's what I would say. Cool. I want to go there. Let me know when you I'll start I'll let you it. know. Yeah. Hopefully that <laughs> comes to fruition one day. We'll see. Yes. All right. We're going to wrap this up with just... A couple favorites of ours, if we have any new ones. So, Maria, do any new recommendations come to mind for you? Yes. So, I have a song recommendation. The artist, I don't really know how to say her name. It looks like Faucia. We'll put, the, we'll put it in the show notes so that you can see how it's spelled. Um, she has a song called Knock on My Door. That I'm super into. Discovered it on Spotify. And it's one of those songs that I have listened to on repeat a lot. It's really fun. It's really lively. It gets me, like, pumped up. And she has a really great voice. She's really young, too. I think she's a teenager. Wow. Okay. She has a really interesting voice. And her it's a pop song. But it's, like, a more interesting pop song than just the kind of generic stuff that you more often here on the radio yeah that sounds cool so i highly recommend that and then i'm also really into this this author illustrator that that i discovered at this conference that i went to a couple of weeks ago it was a children's book writers and illustrators conference and this guy let me check his name dan santat uh, I went to a couple workshops by him and he showed us some of his books that he had written. He kind of walked us through and showed us how he had put them together and kind of how he went about creating them. And I really liked all of his books that he showed us. And I, so I bought one in the conference bookstore to take home because I loved it. It's called The Adventures of Beakle, The Unimaginary Friend. It's about the, an imaginary friend that doesn't have a person. It's like waiting for a person to oh imagine him. Oh my god! It's so cute. Okay, that sounds And the adorable. art is amazing, and you should definitely read it. I like it. I like it. So, those are my favorites right now. What about you, Anna? Um. Okay. One of my favorites. I f- I don't remember if I mentioned this musical group before, and it's I haven't necessarily been listening to them recently. I mean, I've liked them for a really long time, but I'm going to their concert next week, so I'm really excited. Um. So my recommendation is to listen to Jukebox the Ghost. 
I can't remember oh, if I recommended them. You, I feel like I you have. You told me about them years ago. Okay, yeah. Well, the first time I saw them was live. I saw because they opened for Ingrid Michaelson at a concert. I saw right, right. And now they're back in Minneapolis because they just released their new album, um, called Off to the Races in like late March, I think. So I would recommend their new album. Um, yeah, I like them. Yeah, they're really good. Good record. They're really good. They are great performers. Also, their Twitter is hilarious. So check out their twitter um also last night in my cafeteria i had a bunch of root vegetables for dinner i feel like root vegetables the season is kind of uh ending so if you can get any more root vegetables in i'd recommend that because they're fantastic love root vegetables they're so good so good One of our last calls to action of season one. We want you to let us know what your favorite part has been about Never Wore Boring Socks season one. And we would love it if you would give us some ideas on what you want to see for season two. So we're we're taking a little break before season two starts up again. So we're going to kind of regroup. Yes. Come back bigger and better than ever. Oh, yes. You know? So if there is anything that you do want to see in the future, definitely let us know because we'll be brainstorming and thinking about any changes that we might want to make, new directions we want to go in. So we would really like to hear your feedback. For sure. Do you have a quote for us, Maria? I do. Alrighty. Let me find it. This is Pete Seeger. The key to the future of the world is finding the optimistic stories and letting them be known. And I really like this. I feel like this kind of lines up really well with my personal philosophy and also kind of our philosophy at Never Wear Boring Socks about, well, definitely has to do with PMA because he's talking about optimism. But what I like about this is, again, it's not slapping on a, think positive sticker to every negative thing that happens. It's finding the things that do exist that are positive, that are optimistic. And like he says, letting them be known and putting our focus on those things, putting our focus on solutions and love and positivity instead of focusing so much on the problems. And I just really love that. And I love how he says stories. Yes. Like stories are, uh, that's like I just want to do something with stories you know because stories are amazing and so I'm glad that he says that because I feel like that's where our like pure sense of optimism comes through and stories can be so powerful yes. yeah. exactly you've been listening to Never Wear Boring Socks thank you so much for joining us we're really grateful for our listeners and we are really happy that you've been with us this first season. Next week, we will have a very special guest. So please join us for that. Please leave us a review if you've been enjoying the podcast and give us some ideas on what you want to hear more of, because we really love your feedback. You can find show notes for this episode and links to things that we talked about at mariacatherine.com slash podcast slash 034. And Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. 
Thank you so much to Ben Ramsey, the Cheese Beast, for doing our audio editing, and to Martha Barnard and him for helping us with our music. And we are officially, like we said, going to wrap up season one next week. So until then, never wear boring socks. Next week, for our very last episode of season one, we have a very special guest. Guest. <laughs> Where did that F come from? <laughs> okay, let me try that again. <laughs>